Hi there, and welcome to Prepare Like a Pro Live Chats. My name's Jack McLean. I created Prepare Like a Pro early in the year. We are a strength and conditioning business focusing on athletic development for football. If you're interested in working with us, you can uh, check out our website, preparelikeapro.com. We have online training programs, training packages, as well as face-to-face training options. If you want to work on your running technique or technique in the gym, that's our specialty. So check us out. Really excited to have Hayden McLean on a special Prepare Like a Pro live chat tonight as he's another fellow McLean. Hayden is my cousin, so bear with me. I am going to just send him an invite while I'm doing that. He's got a great story, particularly on the night of the draft, so it would be really fitting for those guys that are uh, waiting eagerly to get drafted. Hayden was in that position uh, a couple of years ago, so it would be really cool to nut out his story. Sorry, T. Breezy. I can't add you on this one, mate. We're, we've got hate us on the chat. There we go. I'm just sending a request now. We'll go through his intro for those that don't know him. He plays for the Sydney Swans. He's a big fella, stands at 1.97 metres tall. Here he is. Yeah, good. Jumping on. No worries at all. Thanks for having me. I thought I'd do the McLean thing and just get the old cup of tea going. <laughs> Started early. <laughs> Crack on through your intro, mate, and then we'll, we'll get straight into the questions. But uh, you've got a few people jumping on already, so... For those that are watching, if you've got a question for Hayden, all you need to do is just hit the question button at the bottom of your screen and uh, we'll spend some time later on in the chat going through uh, questions for, for Hados. So, yeah, as I was saying, Hayden plays as a key forward and a ruckman. Started his career playing for the Sandy Dragons where he was the captain in his draft year in 2017. Also the Vic Metro vice-captain that year. Unfortunately, he was overlooked in that year's draft. And he then went on to play for the Sandringham Zebras in the VFL in 2018. He had a fantastic year where he was named the club's best first-year player and was invited down to St Kilda Football Club to do some training in the November with the hope to get a uh, mature age group in the uh, 2018 draft. However, again, was was overlooked and both these setbacks haven't stopped Hado. So I know firsthand having chats with him every year, he, he was each year even more focused. So he took his talents to Adelaide played in the sample there and then was drafted by the Sydney Swans in the pre-season draft of 2019 in March. Debuted in his first year, played three games and a massive challenge to go against big Aaron Sandlanes, which would be cool to hear about how that challenge went. He's still the, or is Mason Cox the biggest AFL player to play the game? Aaron Sandlanes would be up there. Uh, yeah, Sandlanes would be taller, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, definitely the heaviest. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and then... Played six games in a very unusual year of 2020 living in the hub. So that would be another thing to be cool to, to chat about the hub a little bit later on. But take us back to the beginning, mate. Um, Bowie Sharks, you played footy from a pretty young age. What age did you fall in love with the game? And then at what age were you when you realised this is something that you want to pursue as a career? Yeah, I think I probably fell in love with it early. I was just with dad playing. I'm in the family all involved in football. I remember from Auskick and then starting early under nines, probably when I was about seven just starting early, I was obviously a little bit taller, so I think I fell in love with it straight away. And then in terms of when I thought I could maybe either have something out of this or really want to do it, I think it was probably when I was about 12 in the under-school boys, probably the first representative team you can kind of try out for. And I think there's a few challenges there, and I came across a few different players across the state and proved that and made that team. So I think from there, I sort of had a bit of belief in myself that maybe there was something there. Yeah, fantastic. And did that mindset change how much time you put into the game or your enjoyment of the game or did any sh- everything shift happen in terms of things that you were doing with your routine or did, you, or did that take a little bit longer before you started? Um, um, probably, yeah, probably before that I was just playing for fun, obviously, with your mates. And I think probably when I was probably maybe, yeah, after that carnival going to 
third ends, I probably started to take a bit more serious and a bit more care about preparation and starting to do a bit more training um, around football instead of just playing on weekends and doing you know the bare minimum of training. For sure. And you mentioned your dad. Are there other influences that you've had or mentors that you've had along your, your journey um, along yeah, the way from the start to now? Yeah, I think, yeah, dad was a massive influence from the, from the start, still is. But also we had Dermot Brereton coach us for about three years, actually on the 15s to 17s. So he was a massive influence and obviously a key position forward that taught me a lot both on and off field. He was massive for me. And then Guy McKenna also was, I met him first in under 16s at Dragons. And that was the first sort of AFL coach that came down to coach stuff that really put a bit of belief into me as well. And so that's how he kind of impacted me. And then generally just, yeah, the head coach is going on forward. Yeah, fantastic. Is he back at Bowie? Yes, he's a senior coach at Bowie. Yeah, he's been there like yeah. the last couple of years. Yep, yep, yep. Nice one. And then going into, like, if you take yourself back to 2017, when it was your draft year, yeah. obviously it's draft night tonight. What's the day like for those that... Yeah, um, yeah, it's a, it's a long way. I think like the whole week and, yeah, you got your yeah, 12 and then what, so those exams were now just about waiting for the night. It was a long day and a long night and it was even longer not hearing the name get called. Yeah, for sure. And mm. do you, for guys that may not hear their name being called tonight, what would be your advice for those guys? Yeah, I think it's obviously devastating. You've got to take the hit, um, not getting your name called, but and it took me probably maybe a couple of days to get over it and then it was just figuring out what's next. And I was pretty much moved on after two or three days focusing where I was going to play next. And I think even going into tonight, maybe even thinking of a plan B as an option because, yeah, it can, can take you by surprise sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. And how did you go about those couple of days? Was it speaking to your dad, uh, coaches? Was it yourself dealing personally first or what would be yeah, the process? Yeah, I think definitely that night, just probably basically taking it in myself. My family was there, but I sort of want to be alone for the night. And then the next day, I was sort of reaching out to a few coaches and speaking to sort of past players that have missed out. I remember Hamish Brayshaw um, the year before me missed out on the draft and then he had a top age year and then got picked up. So I spoke to him. What did he do in that 90th year to put himself forward again. So just really bouncing off past players or, or coaches that can help. Yeah, fantastic. And take us through this year, 2020. Obviously yeah. a pretty different one. Being yeah, in different. the hub, what was it like? What was pre-season like? What was the start of the season like? Yeah. For those that didn't experience the hub. Yeah, so pre-season was pretty normal until COVID hit in January. And basically day by day, we're getting new updates and we got sent home. I think it was mid-March within you know, two days we found out we had to uh, they get back home for a period of time, which they weren't sure. So all the Melbourne boys up here flew back. Um, so we could be a family and train. And then basically had a second pre-season from probably March to the end of April. So we came back up here and then it was just basically hub life from there, restrictions and basically just into the club and home. That'd be May onwards. Yeah, right. Okay. Was there a period of time where you thought maybe the season wouldn't go ahead? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of conspiracies or thoughts that they wouldn't be able to get it up or you know, whether they just can this year and worry about next year in terms of money and all that. So there's a lot going on, but probably thought when we first heard about it, we probably didn't think the season would have gone ahead. Yeah, for sure. And you, that debut game, jumping back to that experience, obviously yeah. that would be a pretty special one. Round 18, what was the day like leading up to it? Or you know, In terms of your preparation, probably for the week, we'll start with that. When, did yeah. you find out early in the week that you were going to debut? Did you find out on captain's run? Was it? Well, it was probably the start of the week I knew I sort of, they put my name forward and just said that I could be a chance this week. Um, just had to work out a few things in training. So it was a big week of training and then probably found out on the Wednesday before the Saturday game that I was um, actually debuting. So I found out pretty early, which was good. Yeah, fantastic. And what was that like? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was a pretty special moment. I remember I was out front and Horse was just talking about how the club has 
debuted a lot of rookie players and a lot of two age players that have missed out and just talked about my journey and then that'll be it's all worth it and I'll be playing this week and I remember that was just probably one of the top moments of my life definitely yeah and it, you become the third you know, third generation McLean with your dad playing yeah. grandpa yeah. as well so uh, yeah. a special family a moment yeah definitely especially for grandpa as well or he used to love it as well so yeah, the, the game itself, going against Aaron Sandlands, how did you, how'd you prepare for that contest? Yeah, it was a lot of work with Coxie throughout the week, trading with him and just looking at his vision as you do every week, but just knowing where I could kind of outsmart him with my movement and ability, but just, yeah, just playing to my strengths as well and just to enjoy it really. Yep. Yeah, fantastic. And then in terms of 2020, so you played three games in 2019. How do you approach now that you've had a couple of years under your belt at an AFL level of pre-season, season? What's sort of your focus this time of year? Do you focus on one thing and attack that from a physical point of view? Is it a couple of things? Take us through your sort of mindset this time of year. Yeah, we normally we get the off-season program running, so the endurance is going to be there. So I focus mainly past two years learning. Is season finished, I had about a week or two off, and then I wanted to put size on strength. So I've done two-month block of strength and power to put on some size for next year. I um, just want to put a few kilos as playing forward and maybe that ruck roll as well. So I'm yeah, predominantly focused on that. Yeah. And you have put on a couple of kilos? Yeah, I put on about three, three and a bit. So which has been really good. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And then your running point of view, being that and key forward as well, what does what your yeah. running preparation look like? Is it more speed power based? Is it longer efforts? What's your approach um, there? Pretty much do all three. Well, we do like a Monday, which will just be pure endurance. And then Wednesday is more of a speed and then Fridays are like a I'm focused on speed just because I'm not as quick of a player, but my endurance is pretty strong. So I'll be focused on endurance to make that stronger, but also my speed. Yeah. And that's that's it being a, a uh, popular theme throughout these chats is, is folks like the balance between spending energy on your strengths because yep. um, that's what gets you drafted and allows you to, to play at the highest level and then play well at the highest level. How do you also work on your weaknesses? What, what's your process during the week? Is it... Yeah, roughly 80% of your time you focus on your strength and then you top up your weaknesses or yeah. you put a percentage on it. But Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think after generally season, you'd probably come out with two or three key points that you want to work on for the next week ahead. I mean, you just do that stuff sort of, I only do it after training and in training, think about it. But you always still, yeah, got to work on those strengths to make a balance. You're going into games confident, not just worrying about the, the negatives or the RFIs. Yep, yep. Awesome. Yeah, very good. And training started this week or last week? Yeah, so we started, yeah, Monday. Monday. So midway through. Good to get back with the boys. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, we had a oh, 30 degree day up here at one o'clock doing a 2K. So yeah, it was windy and hot. So it was a solid first day, but it was uh, yeah, really good to start back, get into some routine. Yeah, fantastic. And uh, how are you finding Sydney? What's the what's the thing down in, in Sydney to do? What do you, how do you spend your downtime? Yeah, it's pretty good up here. Most boys aren't from Sydney itself in the team. So we all just sort of stick together and, you know, go to a lot of beaches and go around and we all basically live in the same sort of area as well which is good, and obviously the weather to be able to do beach recoveries or swims or go up the coast for a bit has been really good. Yeah, and there was obviously the financial side of this year was, was big cuts for the players, yeah. being 50%. As my understanding, that's now changed going into next year. What does next year look like? Is it something that you're, you think will be a complete normal season in terms of the fixture and, and everything like that, or is it...? Yeah, there's still a few things up in the air, but I think it'll be pretty back to normal. Obviously, it depends what goes on with the cases and how, how much that fluctuates. But I think they're set on a pretty normal season. I don't think they've extended um, the amount of games or shortened the periods of breaks as much as they probably thought they would have to. And then financial, we still have to take a hit next year just to be able to recover from 
from this year, but it won't be as severe, which is good. Yeah. And what would your advice be for maybe the guys in Melbourne, Victoria that didn't play this year and have a bit of doubt about footy season happening next year? How would you personally tackle that approach? Well, yeah, how would you personally go about that process? Yeah, it obviously would have been hard. I think it's just, I think you get with the time that you've kind of got, you can work on those little things if you want to improve on another size or speed or your skills. There's a lot of time to be able to do that. And I think working out a plan would have helped me definitely, whether that's with strength or skills or anything like that. And then just really, yeah, work on what you can now to be able to make that next year really matter. Because every year does matter and one year off does, it will probably will cost a little bit, but just maybe doing that extra to, you know, catch back up. Fantastic. Yeah, I think that's good advice for, for someone like yourself that has had to make those decisions, go through a bit of adversity and, and you know, you build resilience during those those periods, which I'm sure you'd be an advocate for, that it can make you better those hard times and put you... Does some of those... Does your journey to getting drafted, do you think that has helped you to... Because you debuted in your first year, which doesn't often happen. Yeah. Do you think that allowed you to transfer into AFL easier, in a sense? Yeah. Looking back, obviously, at the times of missing out, it was hard, but... I think being able to go and play a year of VFL as a 19-year-old not drafted, I think that actually helped me mature as a player and as a person. And missing out on those drafts almost made me want it that much, that much more and it wasn't an easy pathway. So I think I appreciate it more now and it's more rewarding and I'm always driven. Whereas if I kind of got a free ride in, I don't know where I'd probably be yeah, if I was still playing or as driven as I was now. Yeah. And you decided to go to Adelaide rather than stay at Sandringham. Yeah. What was, take us through that process and, and why you decided to do that, make that change? It's a bit sort of like the year before. I spoke to a past player that played in Adelaide and talked about the competition over there and he said he really enjoyed it. It's a really high competition and that players kind of get drafted through there and I thought it was an option where I could sort of show my talents in another competition against different people, different players and their sort of bigger ground suited my running ability. It was also, I think, to show a bit of commitment to clubs that I'm not giving up and sort of moving my life over there to, to play football. Yeah, fantastic. You've got to take risks sometimes, don't you, and, and get out of your comfort zone. Yeah, and it definitely just shows the club that committed and that you are willing to take a risk, and that you're yep. not just comfortable and complacent. Yeah, awesome, mate. Well, thank you so much for, for sharing your story, your experiences. That's worth plenty for, for a lot of young footballers out there that are watching, whether it is their draft night or if, if yeah. they're a couple of years away from their draft night or they didn't get drafted last year and they're going into their 19-year-old, weighing up whether they want to play VFL next year, NAB League, I know there's a lot of boys that I'm working with that are not sure where they're playing because they haven't played this year uh, yeah. and they have those doubts. But to hear some of the, the experience like yourself now giving back like the players did that you reached out to yeah, definitely. Um, is awesome. Tell us what you're excited about for 2021, mate. Yeah, I'm just like. excited to build on the last couple of years and bring that confidence into next year and um, put on a bit of size and endurance, kind of feeling a bit confident and my body's been fresh as it has um, in the past, so just really excited for hopefully a, a normal year and just another year of yeah, yeah, real development and you know, push for those senior spots more often than not. Awesome, mate. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching on the sidelines. We're good. Hopefully, yeah. uh, MCG's back rocking as well. Yeah. The clan down. Yeah, for sure. Awesome, hey, Dots. Well, well, thanks again for jumping on, mate. It was a good chat. Yeah, thank you for having me, definitely. Yeah, see you soon. Awesome. Cheers, mate. Thanks, Jack. Catch you guys. Thanks for listening. Ciao.